Welcome to the Kingdom Citizen Podcast. We're kicking off a new series called Following Jesus. In the next seven episodes, we'll be exploring what it means to follow Jesus. Now, in order to follow him, we have to know him. We must know what he's asking us to do and what it means to be obedient to him. I love what Jesus said in John 14, 15. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commands. So in this seven-part series, we're going to look at seven of Jesus' commands and what it looks like to follow Jesus as kingdom citizens. So I hope you hear from the Lord. I hope you become even more established in the faith and live out your full potential as a kingdom citizen. Let's go. All right, today we're talking about following Jesus. And in this podcast, we're going to be looking at what it means to follow Jesus in confidence. Now, let that word settle on you for a second. Following Jesus in confidence that you and I can live out our lives in the ups and downs and the goods and the bads and the heights and in the failures. We can go through this life following Jesus in great confidence. Now, To get a handle on this, we're going to be discussing how Jesus is seeking us out to have a relationship with us. We're going to be looking at how Jesus sees us, and in all honesty, he sees us trapped in our sins, and he wants to cleanse us, and he wants to give us eternal life. We're going to define that later. And we're going to be talking about what it means to follow Jesus in confidence, even when we know we cannot cleanse or save ourselves That in order to have that confidence, it's a gift from God. And that once we've received this gift of eternal life, we have confidence in God's promise that it is real and it will last. Now, let me ask you something. Have you ever considered what life would look like, what life could look like, if you put your full confidence in Jesus? Not partial confidence, not just kind of dipping a toe in, Not just checking it out, not just leaning. I mean, putting your full weight on Jesus, your full trust in who he is and his ability to get you right where he wants to take you in this life and in the life to come. Kind of like a man who was walking on a tightrope between two high cliffs. Now, when he made it to the other side, all the people that were around began to cheer and to clap for him. And as the claps kind of and the cheers fell down, the man hollered out to the crowd and he said, will anyone give me their child to take across to the other side? (laughs) All the cheers and the claps quieted. No one said a word. What would you do if you were in that group? Would you give the man your child? Would you give this man your child to take on a tightrope between these two high cliffs and see if he could make it? You know, most of us would be fine just allowing the man to attempt it. We, we might cringe, we might watch, we, we might be anticipating, we might turn away, but we're fine if he wants to take it. But putting our child in his hands to get across, well, that's a whole other story. Even though we've witnessed his ability, we've seen him do it, When it comes time to really put our confidence in him with someone we love and we cherish, well, like I said, that's a whole different story. Now today, I want to tell you a story about a man who put his full confidence in Jesus, took his whole life, put it in his hands, and trusted him to get him to the other side and to truly be a kingdom citizen. This story comes out of Luke chapter 19 and John chapter 10. 
It's about a man named Zacchaeus and how he started following Jesus in confidence. Here's our story from God's word. Luke chapter 19 and John chapter 10. Now Jesus was passing through a town on his way to the city of Jericho. And a large crowd of people were following him. And there was a man that lived in that city named Zacchaeus. He was a very wealthy man and a tax collector, but he was also known as a very corrupt person. He had heard of Jesus' miracles and all that was being said and all that Jesus was doing in the preceding towns and had heard that Jesus was coming to his town and he desperately wanted to see him. But because the crowds were so great and Zacchaeus was kind of a short fellow, he couldn't see, so he decided to go ahead of the way that he knew Jesus was coming and he climbed up into a tree so he could lay eyes on Jesus. And as Jesus came to a city and Jesus made his way down that road, he came to where Zacchaeus was in the tree and Jesus stopped. And he looked up in the tree and he called out to him by name and he said, Zacchaeus, come down. I want to go to your house and spend time with you. And when Zacchaeus heard this, he quickly came down the tree and he gladly received Jesus. And as he did, the people from his city that were close by, they began to grumble among themselves and they said, who is this Jesus that he would spend time and go to the home of the sinful, shameful person? And later that evening, after Jesus and Zacchaeus and his companions had had a meal together and had much sharing together, right there in his home, Zacchaeus stood to his feet. And he said, look, Lord, right here, right now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone unjustly, I give them back four times what I have taken. And when Jesus heard this, he said, today, salvation has come to this house. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. And as Jesus went from Zacchaeus' house, he went away and he continued to teach and preach. One day, some of the people who doubted, they asked Jesus to tell them plainly if he really was the promised Savior. And Jesus said these words. He said, those who belong to me, they hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I give to them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one can take them out of my hands. My father, he said, who is greater than all, he has given them to me. And no one can take them out of my father's hands. And I and my father are one. Now, this is the end of our story about how Zacchaeus turned from his old life, started following Jesus, and entered into that relationship with him in great confidence. Now, let's get into it a bit and, and see what we can learn about following Jesus in confidence. Really, guys, that's the key word we're looking for today. I don't know where you come from. I don't know about your background in church or with Christianity or particularly with Jesus. But what we're looking at today is the command of Jesus to repent and believe and enter into that relationship with him and how to walk in that relationship in confidence.
So let's think about the story a little bit. I want you to think about the people in the story. I want you just to see it in your mind. Just enter in there with me. Think about the people, Zacchaeus, Jesus, the people in the crowds. I want you to think about the people that would have been at Zacchaeus' home when he had that interaction with Jesus. I want you to think about the people that were gathered under the tree that were shouting down Jesus and shouting down Zacchaeus to minimize his access to Christ. And as you roll these characters through your mind and through your heart, here's my question for you. Who do you most identify with? Now think about it. Who do you most identify with? right now? Is it Zacchaeus? But is it Zacchaeus at his home, making his profession of faith, putting his trust in Jesus? Or is it Zacchaeus in the tree, just trying to get a glimpse of who this Jesus might be and not really understanding? Or is it Zacchaeus before Jesus came to his village, his town, his city, just living and going in your own path, in your own direction, finding that it's taking you further away from Jesus rather than closer to him. Who do you most identify with? Really, that's going to help us to get a better understanding of what it means to really follow Jesus and live in that relationship with him that is based on great confidence in who he is and who I am in him. Do you identify with the People in the crowds that are just trying to get a glimpse of celebrity Jesus? Do you identify with the people that are at the bottom of the tree shouting Jesus down and shouting Zacchaeus down because of all the mistakes of his past? Who do you most identify with? And I want you to think about, no matter where it is or what stage of that identification you might be in, think about this. Think about how we see Jesus seeking to have a relationship with Zacchaeus. Guys, I think we miss out on a lot of that when we hear the stories and we look about who Jesus is and how he was engaging with people. Think about how he was really seeking that relationship. I mean, he came to a particular town. He went down a particular street. He stopped at a particular tree and he called out to a particular man by name and went to that man's particular house. Jesus was seeking to have a relationship with Zacchaeus. And looking back on your life, how do you see that Jesus was and is seeking to have and maybe even enter into that relationship with you? What's been happening along the timeline of your life? Man, can you see now on the backside of it, this is what Jesus was doing. This is how he was moving heaven and earth to bring an encounter between you and the eternal Jesus and say to you and call you by name, I want to spend time with you. I want to enter into that relationship with you. So when did it happen? When did you enter into that relationship with Jesus by accepting him like Zacchaeus did? And if this hasn't happened yet, Here's my big question. What's keeping you from it? You know, maybe your answer to that question is your sin. Oh, it's my sin. It's my shame. It's my past. Well, how do we see in the story that Jesus loves Zacchaeus even in his shame, even in his sin, and with all the mistakes of his past?
You know, Zacchaeus realized that his sin and shame was real. And he took it and he turned it over to Jesus because he realized Jesus loved him and that Jesus had the power to change his life. Can you just imagine the surprise on Zacchaeus' face when Jesus called him by name? I wish I knew what Jesus taught sitting around the dinner table in Zacchaeus' house. But it was something that caused him to realize his great need for Christ, see himself in reality, but also see himself in the eyes and the love and the compassion of Christ and say, I want to turn to you. I want to trust in you. I want to surrender to you. I want what you have to give to me to change my life. He realized he loved him in that house. He realized he could change him in that house. So what about you? What has helped you to realize Jesus loves you? When did that breakthrough set in? I want you to think back on it. When did you see yourself for who you really are outside of Christ, but then see Jesus for who he really is and say, I want to be found in him and receive the promise and the confidence of the power that Jesus has to change your life. You know, when Zacchaeus turned his life over to Jesus, he received a promise that day. And the promise that Jesus gave to him, do you remember what it was? It's a great pronouncement. It's a great statement. Only Jesus can say it right and put power to it, make it real. He said, today, salvation has come to this house. I love that. Today. You can count on it, Zacchaeus. You can have confidence in it. You can put it in your journal. You can put it on a calendar. Today, salvation has come to this house. So there's a big question that comes with that. Why did the salvation come? And I think this is a question that a lot of us have when we're seeking to have confidence in our relationship with God and truly follow Jesus as kingdom citizens. And the question is, why did the salvation come? When we look back on what Zacchaeus did, we say this, well, he promised to give away half of his possessions. Is that why the salvation came? Absolutely not. That's just a good work that Zacchaeus was going to do. And good works cannot produce the salvation that can only come from God. Did the salvation come because he promised to pay back four times what he had taken from people illegally? Absolutely not. That's a good work that's showing something that's already happening in Zacchaeus' life. I love what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, to help us get a better understanding of this. Make sure we don't miss it so we can have full confidence and truly be following Jesus. Here's what he said. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's a gift from God. It's not of any works, and no one can brag about it. For we have been given this as a gift. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ to do the good works that God has already established that we should do. You know, and in all this, we're talking about what it means to follow Jesus, to truly know him, and to live in confidence in that relationship. So how can we know that God's salvation is real and it lasts. I want to take you back to the story. You know, when Jesus left Zacchaeus' house, he continued to teach. And remember those people that had that question. The question was, will you just tell us plainly if you're the promised one or not? 
And the way Jesus answered that question is very profound. And it's going to be important for you and I if we want to live in that confidence. Here's how he said it. He said, those that follow me, they hear my voice. And they do what I say. And I give them eternal life. He says, they are placed in my hands. No one can take them away and they will never perish. Then he kind of does a little word play and says, my father is the one who gave them to me. He is greater than all and in his hands, no one can take them out. And then he seals the deal by saying, I and my father are one. Wrapped in the hands of Jesus, double wrapped in the hands of the father where no one can take us away. So, what does Jesus do for his followers? He gives them eternal life. The followers hear his voice, and they do what he says. He gives them, in return, eternal life. And I want to define that for us. You know, I think so much we think the eternal life is just something that's coming later, so we're not really concerned about it now. But to live in confidence as a follower of Jesus now, we've got to understand what eternal life really is. Now, to define this, I want to share with you two scriptures. First one's John 17, 3, where Jesus says, and this is eternal life, that they would know you and know the one that you have sent, your promised one, Jesus. So eternal life is to know God. It is to know Jesus, to enter into the life of God, to have a relationship with him. And eternal life, also speaks to a quality of life and a duration of life. John 10, 10 says this. Jesus said, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. When you enter into that relationship with Jesus, there is a guaranteed promise, duration of life that we can have confidence in. But there is also a quality of life that we live with Jesus right now that all flows from how we know him and enter into that relationship with him. Just like Zacchaeus has, hopefully just like you have, just like I have, to know him and experience the quality of life that he brings now and hold on to the confidence and the promise of that duration of life that is to come and never ends. So here's my question. Do you ever lack confidence in your salvation? Why do you think that is? And if you do, where does your confidence come from? Listen, if your confidence comes from how good can I be today or how bad can I be today, you're going to lack confidence. If your confidence stems from, hey, I've touched all the religious bases. Uh, I've kind of done everything the church has told me to do. I grew up in a Christian family. I was baptized as a baby. Your confidence is going to wane. But if you're basing your confidence in following Jesus on the fact that I know I have done wrong against God, I see myself for who I truly am, but I don't just see myself through that lens. I've seen myself reflected in the loving, compassionate, accepting eyes of Jesus, and I've trusted on him and who he is as the only one who could change me and cleanse me and bring me into relationship with God. I am in his double-handed grip, and no one and nothing can take me out. Listen, if that's where your confidence is placed, you can have full, trusting strength and never wane. 
How would your life be different if you lived with that kind of confidence and that kind of assurance? Man, I remember one day I was uh, wrestling with all these things. I was about 18, 19 years old. And finally, after realizing there's no way my, uh, my old testimony can truly be the story of how I came to Christ. There's no way that can really play out. And you know what? In order to gain that confidence, I need to get rebaptized. So I go to my grandfather, who was my pastor, and it was like Saturday. And I said, I said hey, Dad, I'm, I'm going to get baptized tomorrow. And my grandpa looked at me and he said, well, why? I thought you already get, were baptized. I said, yeah, but dad, there's no way I was truly a follower of Christ before. There's no way. I was, I was probably saved just a couple of months ago and I, I need to get rebaptized. And he goes, you know what, son, you work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And if you feel you need to get baptized again, get baptized. So I went home and went to bed that night and during my sleep, you kind of know how it is when you're kind of dreaming and talking things out with the Lord and I just, I just felt like there was this conversation I was having with God that went something like this. And the Lord said, Kevin, why do you think that you were not saved when you were 12 years old, when you called on my name, when you placed your confidence and trust in me? And I said, well, Lord, look at all the bad things I did over the last six years. Look at, look at all that I did. Look at all the, the evil. Look at all the hurt. Look at all the sin I did. And then the Lord kind of was saying like, well, what makes you think you gave your life to me just a couple of months ago when you were 18. And I said, well, Lord, look at all the stuff I'm doing now. Look at all the good things I'm doing, the witness gave, the preaching I'm doing. Look at all the good things I'm doing now. And I just felt the Lord speaking to my heart and saying, Kevin, I saved you when you were 12 years old and completely spiritually bankrupt and having nothing to give me but just yourself. Not even the promise of doing good. That's when I saved you. I woke up in the morning, I went to church, and my grandpa said, hey, are you getting baptized? And I said, no, me and the Lord got it settled. I was saved when I was 12. I was born again from a spiritually bankrupt state. He saved me, and now I am living out those good deeds that he has laid out from history for me to do. And guys, when that happened, I gained a confidence in who I am as a follower of Jesus. And that confidence has not left me in almost 28 years of following Jesus. You know, Jesus gives us command to repent and believe and surrender our lives to him. And I've got one last question for we close out. Have you ever done this? How has Jesus changed your life? In what ways do you have confidence that you know him and that he knows you and he will never leave you? What attitudes and habits do you need to develop to remind yourself of the assurance of Jesus' salvation in your life? And I'm praying that as you answer these questions, you're going to have full confidence as a follower of Jesus and live out that great quality of life and enter into that duration of life as a kingdom citizen. I love talking about following Jesus. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? The teaching we're giving throughout this series comes from one of Pham's books, 
called Following Jesus. It gives a whole stories on the commands of Christ and who Jesus is and the confidence that he gives us to enter in and continue in that relationship with him. So we're going to put a place to order that down in the notes. Man, I hope you've benefited from today's podcast. I hope you're growing in your relationship and your confidence with him. Give us a follow. Be sure to subscribe. Get in on the next commands that are coming later in the series and hope you keep growing more and more confident and living out your life as a kingdom citizen.